Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the Human Conversation. I have so many exciting guests on this program and today I have got this fabulous lady. Now I met her, must have been either LinkedIn or Facebook, one of those two, and discovered that she was also an author. So that's kind of what got us talking initially, the author side of things, but she's so much more. So she's Catherine Adamson. She is the founder of Kaleidoscope virtual assistant services okay that's her business she's also the author of how to be a thousand air you see now i love this we're going to talk more about this and this is being published in august so catherine welcome to the human conversation thank you Thank you very much, Jules. It's lovely to be here. It's so nice to talk to you. We've already had a virtual cuppa, I think, in the past, haven't we? Whereabouts are you based again? York. I'm in York. Yeah, York, North Yorkshire. Yes, that's what I thought. So actually, any, any people listening, and we get people listening from all over the world, Catherine, by the way, so they won't know that actually in the UK, York and Milton Keynes is a good three-hour journey, really, I think, yes, isn't it? Yeah, straight down the M1. So it's a long it's, journey. It's hard for us to have a cup of tea together. So we do it as a virtual cuppa, don't we, on Zoom, which was lovely. Yeah, yeah. So I found out all about Catherine and then we said, well, you've just got to be on my podcast because I want to tell everybody about your story and, and what you do. So let's start with um, your business because uh, you've been in business for some time, haven't you, Catherine? Yeah, nearly 11. Well, it is more than 11 years now. I keep forgetting time flies. It goes so fast, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. It was my 10th anniversary last year and now it's over 11 years. And it's, where's that year gone? I have no idea. It's just flown by. And it's amazing, isn't it? 11 years. You know, that's a really good amount of time to have been in business. That's a really established business. How did you even come to start a business? Let's start at the beginning. Well, I've, I've been a PA. We, you know, we offer virtual assistant support to our clients. And I've been a PA slash administrator slash um, office manager, all these different roles over many, many years, which all were the same thing, to be honest. You know, you all did the same thing with a different job title. Yeah. You'll know what that's like in sales. Definitely. You all have different job titles, but ultimately you're doing the same thing. And I just thought one day, you know, I'm, I, I, I get bored quite easily, Jules. And once I know what a job is, I like to move on and do something else. I, I, I just wasn't challenged. Yeah. And I think, I think knowing me better now after 11 years in business, I'm actually quite driven. And yeah. I didn't really realise that 11 years ago, but I actually am. And I like, to, I like change. I like opportunities. and I like to challenge myself. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to leave work and I'm going to get myself a laptop or a big, a big computer, desktop computer it was at the time get myself a nice web a nice website and some funky business cards and i'm just going to see whether it it works see who out there would like to work with me on a part-time flexible basis 
Do you know, it's, um, it's really interesting because we talk about this a lot on my podcasts when I have guests, because a lot of them are entrepreneurs. And mm. I sort of, I, I also wonder, you know, where was the trigger for you to actually do that and make that change? Because it's a really big step, isn't it? Starting your own business. Do you think there was a trigger that kind of made you sort of go, right, that's it, I'm, I'm doing it sort of thing? Um, that's a good question. I think there's probably lots of triggers, to be honest, Jules. You know, I decided I wanted to do it. Trigger number one. Yeah. The, the, the concept came into my mind, if you know what I mean, because it hadn't really been there before. And when I set up my virtual assistant business back in 2008, they did, there weren't many around. I mean, it was a new thing. It was a brand new concept. And mm -hmm. I hadn't really considered whether other people did it. So it, it, I've got the idea. And that was a trigger. I also had my husband there behind me going just do it do it I'll support you don't worry about it it's fine we'll still be able to pay the mortgage somehow some hell or high water we will manage you know so 100% support behind me which allowed that trigger to become a reality for me I think it's really truly wonderful when you've got support like that from your partner or your other half or your family yeah. it's huge isn't it don't you think it's massive I talk to micro business owners all the time about about growing micro businesses and how to develop them so that they work for you and, and create a lifestyle like you want. And one of the biggest things is money. It really is. How can I afford to leave my full time job and go part time? And, you, you know, it, it, it's important. You need to be able to pay your mortgage. You need to be able to pay your bills. If you haven't got someone supporting you in the background, you need to have a buffer in your bank account. You need to have a good 12 months. In your bank account I always advise people because you won't get business straight away however great you are you still need to go out and market yourself let people know you're there you know so and, and that you know you're not going to earn as much as you would in a full-time job within the first 12 months no and I think that's a really good piece of advice as well just thinking about what buffer you need because if you yeah. can take some stress away around money it's huge isn't it I think massive massive yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got investments that you need to make in websites and business cards and networking and, and all that that goes hand in hand with running a micro business. There's a lot to think about, isn't there? Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So you started this 11 years ago. Obviously, as you pointed out, and it's interesting, there weren't really VAs around back then. It wasn't so much a thing. And obviously, I guess now more and more have come into play. How has that affected your business? Well, it's interesting because I think it's great, firstly. I think it's amazing that more and more people are setting up by themselves, mm. especially women. I mean, I'm sure there are male virtual assistants, but the majority of virtual assistant businesses are run by women. Um, and I think it's great that they're empowering themselves and getting out there and, and doing something for themselves. Mm. But in, in one way, I don't like it because it, it dilutes marketplace. Not so much as there's not enough business to go around, because I don't think that's the case. I think there's plenty of business for everybody. But more about what is a virtual assistant, because you, you Google virtual assistant and you might get a few people who do what I do. But you also get in airports as virtual assistants, sometimes these, these like holograms of people saying, can I help you? Where would you like to go? You know, that's a virtual assistant. <laughs> Well, I know you can, you can't put your hand through me, you know, I might not be sat with you in your office, but I am there. I am real. So it's a whole range. But it's interesting because I, what I see now is I see virtual assistants who specialize in, 
And yes. then they'll say social media or they'll say, you know, whatever. So I, yeah. you know, do you feel like VAs or virtual assistants are now specializing in particular areas? Is that what's happening? Or are you still getting these all round, you know, virtual assistants? We're getting both, Jules. We're getting both. People who set up as a virtual assistant because they've done some typing in their career and they think that they can do that for everybody. Um, then you've got virtual assistants who, who set up as online business managers, OBMs, I think they're called. And they are more um, social media, newsletters, that sort of, that sort of thing. Yeah. A little bit more online management. Um, but equally, there must be a little bit of a crossover with people who, who offer marketing through social media. You know, what's the difference between the two? I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, in terms of your business, what is it that you offer? Well, we work at a very high level. We provide executive PA support um, to executives, non-exec directors who work on boards of large international companies, um, executive coaches who are working with corporates again, people who travel internationally and need proper executive PA support. That's what we do. You know, we do do some social media for some of our clients and we do some other little bits, but they're for the clients that we're working with anyway. Um, so it's much more high level, much more executive um, rather than straightforward administration. And you've grown over 11 years. So what's your business look like now? Well, there's seven of us now, which is amazing. So yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of that, to be honest. I no longer work as the PA. I get a bit scared if I have to roll my sleeves up and actually do the job myself now. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I've forgotten how to do it. What do you mean I've got to book a flight? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So um, yeah, I've got an amazing team. Six, six people that work with me now. They're all incredible. Nikki's been with me about 10 years. Lou's been with me about seven years now, I think. You know, and... So they stay, which is marvellous as well. I love that because they're just so wonderful. My, my business wouldn't exist without my team, Jules. They just, it just wouldn't exist now as it, as it stands. And I'm just really grateful for everything they do. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, when you've got loyalty like that, then you've got continuity, haven't you, with your yeah. people, which is just fabulous. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got clients that we've been working with since the day dot as well. So my very first client is still with us. Um, that's really great we love that so um, moving on to the the book because obviously I want to talk about the book because um, it's very exciting it's kind of how we connected because we were talk, talking everything book weren't we yes. um, so your book's called how to be a thousand air so straight away um, I'm like okay this is different because actually most of us tell us how we're going to make seven figures and be millionaires and this lady's talking about being a thousand air and actually I quite like that because I think sometimes millionaire feels like it's so not achievable and um, so tell us what the thought was behind writing the book well, exactly what you've said really there, Jules. I mean, a millionaire is not achievable. For my business, it's a, it's a micro business, my business, even though there's seven of us in the team now and hopefully that will grow, it's tiny. I work from home. I'm in my own home here. All my team members work from their own homes. So it's a completely different model to anything that people have done before. And, and that's what more and more people are doing. They're setting up as micro business owners. They're wanting that lifestyle. So... How to be a thousand air is about achieving your thousand air sweet spot, which is about knowing what success is for you. What does success look like for you as an individual, as a person, as a 
as a wife or a husband, as a, a mother or a father, you know, as, as your life is, is what your business is all about, really. Yeah. You know, we set up because we've got a passion about something. We're a real skill in doing something that we want to, we want to spread the love and, and do it for so many other people. Just like I did when I set up 11 years ago, I didn't want to do it for one person anymore. I wanted to do it for multiple people. So um, it's about knowing what success is for you. Success in terms of enough time for you to do the things other than work, enough energy for you to do the things other than work as well, and enough money. You know, what's enough? What does, what's enough? And that's different for everybody. Um, so that's the ultimate objective of the how, how to be a thousand air book is to reach your thousand air sweet spot. And but the way, the route to that is what I'm calling the thousand air model which is how I've done it, warts and all, good, good times, bad times, what I've done to grow my business, where it's gone wrong, where it's gone right, and what I would recommend other people do. So it's a certainly a journey, isn't it, this book, by the sounds of it? Yes, it is. Very much a journey from start to end. Is it interactive in any way? Well, it's interactive in terms of during the book, I do recommend keeping a thousand air journal. There are exercises in the book that help you as you go to help you think. Think about what your vision is. Think about what your values are. Think about what it is you would want from team members. You know, what's, what's their job description? What sort of characteristics do you want them to have? All these things that I've thought about, you know, over the years and worked really hard at. I'm just putting it all in a nutshell, really, so other people don't have to work as hard as me <laughs> and hopefully achieve the same thing. And I, I, I really love the concept of it and the idea of it because it feels just a little bit more tangible, like I could touch it rather than the whole yeah. millionaire thing, which I think now actually sometimes feels a little bit yucky, um, mm. like actually whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's got that yeah. to it, hasn't it? Because everybody's well, talking about seven figure businesses, blah, blah, blah. So. Oh, there's so many books talking about how to be a millionaire. Yeah. And a lot of them are talking about a similar sort of model to me, which is the outsourcing model. Um, so the models are not that different, but what's different about being a thousandaire is that the business has grown on values. Yeah. You know, I've got team members who've been with me 10 years and, and you know, it's because I treat them right and they enjoy working with me and I pay them well. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about taking advantage of people. So your bottom line is, is better. And you talked about those three kind of key things, time, energy, money, you know, yeah. I like threes, you know I like threes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that kind of struck quite a chord with me. I really liked the idea of those being quite focal points. I'm guessing that goes yeah. through the book, that they're the, the, perhaps the points you focus on. They as well. are. Yeah, we, we go back to them. We go back to the time, energy and money thing. We go back to the thousand death sweet spot. And then we take the readers on a journey right from the beginning of when you're first setting up. Because this book is for people who haven't yet set up. Uh, or people who've maybe been in business a year and started to think, hang on a second, there must be an easier way of doing it than this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for the tiny micro businesses, home workers, people who are trying to juggle their work life around their family life as well yeah. and their, you know, their hobbies. So it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's a very accessible model. Um, I believe in community. I believe in collaboration. And I believe in sharing, you know, I'm not, grasping oh this is what I've done I'm not telling anybody else you know I've just written about it and then then people can learn from what I've done wrong and yeah. what I've done well 
what a great way to go out into the world, to be honest, you know. Yeah. So we, we believe this is going to be published in August. That's yes. kind of the place to think about watching out for it. Um, are you going to be selling it on Amazon, for instance, or is this just coming straight from you? It's well, it's going to be on Amazon. I'm doing a there's a paperback which will be sold sold on Amazon, and um, there is an ebook, and there will be an Audible as well. Are you reading the Audible? I am. Yes, I'm doing it all myself, and then the publishers are just editing it and yeah. taking out the echoes and doing all that higgery jiggery with it. Yeah. I really felt it was important because it's my words, and people who've read my draft copy have said it sounds like me. Yeah. You know, so I need to, <laughs> I need to actually read it. I think it just wouldn't be the same coming from somebody else. I think you are absolutely spot on. Where I get feedback is from people who say it sounds like you're on my shoulder talking to me. Yeah. My book, and do you know what? It's one of the biggest compliments, isn't it? Because yeah. How amazing yeah. is that? If people relate that to who you are, and and you sound the same, that consistency is amazing, isn't it? It so, is. It is. Same as you, I decided to read my own Audible, which was no mean feat. I've got to be honest with you; it was a tough gig. I was six hours reading. Um, yeah. the book's three hours 55 to listen to so yeah. it was and apparently that was really good going so um but I think you're right you need to read the book you need to be the voice on audible I believe so I'm it's really me glad. it's me yeah. as the business owner as the author yeah. and that's that's all about being authentic as well isn't it and real and who you are yeah I'm, I'm really excited it's a great opportunity to do it yourself, I think. Massive. Yeah. So we've got the book coming. It's going to be published yeah. in August, which is fabulous. Now, the yeah. other thing I wanted to ask you was, obviously now you, you, you're an author. Okay, so, you know, life changes a little bit. I think once you've authored a book, um, you obviously head up your business, but you don't really have to sort of work in it quite how you yeah. do. So yeah. what does it all look like now for you? You know, what's that next step? Because obviously you're going to continue running your business. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But then what happens next? You've authored a book. What's well, next? Well, in line with the book, I've also, I've also becoming active on social media, on Facebook in particular. I've got a page called How to Be a Thousandaire. That's just the book title, so that's easy. Yeah. And then I've got a private group called The Thousandaire Club. Right. So that's that's about me sharing again. It's about trying to build a community and create collaboration so people, all of us, can support each other with our micro business growth and the problems we have and the issues we come across and our successes and things we want to shout and yay about, you know. So it's um it's it's quite a small group at the moment, but it's slowly growing. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I've, I've run my group for what uh, just over two years now. I've run yeah. my Facebook group, and I've got four hundred and nine members now. But that is yeah. completely organic growth. Yeah. So you know, I don't have these tens of thousands or thousands of of yeah. members. I just have this really lovely group of four hundred and nine men and women. Actually, there's some yeah. men in there too. And what you find anyway is that there's just a smaller group who are the people who are really active. Yes, and that's always the way. But the yeah. others, actually, surprisingly, are often there 
just watching because yeah. when you do something that really does engage with them suddenly they come out the woodwork and it's really yeah. exciting I think I suddenly see these new names pop up and I think oh they liked that subject so that was good so they're still there they're what we call the lurkers we call them the lurkers yeah. it's very fond obviously a very fond name to call them but they are they're still there watching and learning from you even if they don't contribute so groups are great I think I, I enjoy yeah. my group yeah well I love it I'm love I'm loving being part of it loving thinking about what can I post that's going to add value what do people want to learn about you know it's just I really enjoy it so that's to me a big thing now moving forward is to get that group really active and really engaged and um, and to and to give people something that they what they need really I'm also dipping my toe into the world of public speaking and I know it's very exciting and had my very first engagement a week ago at the York Professionals annual dinner. I'd done a lot of fundraising and did a massive personal challenge last year to celebrate my 10th anniversary in business. And um, they helped me with the fundraising. They supported that massively at the dinner last year. So they invited me back to give an update and to talk about the book, talk about what I've been doing and what I learned from the walk and everything. So that was that was brilliant. I really, really love doing that. I love that and I think you will be an amazing speaker if you go forward and do more of it and I think the thing about I'm doing more speaking as you know if you've been following yeah. my stuff and I think the thing about speaking is it, obviously it's all about the audience but it's about really honing in on those real keynote talks that you want to do so that the subject matter what is it that you really specifically want to talk about that's going to be this this keynote that everybody wants to listen to and I've noticed yeah. I'm watching other speakers now who I really like, okay, mm. and, and I watch them. I go to YouTube and I see talk after talk after talk, and you know, they're all the same keynote talk, and they might be slightly yeah. different because it's been tweaked yeah. in the industry or a sector, but it's yeah. all the same talk and the same stories, and there might be several of them, but they repeat themselves, and they do that because they work. They do that because they are really powerful. So you don't have to reinvent a talk every time you talk. You know, you're, you're actually an expert in that particular area. And with your book, that's interesting, I think, because you can yeah. really hone in on that, can't you? That's yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting. Mm. <laughs> I just hope the audience think it's interesting. <laughs> oh, I think they will. And I think what's really clever is how you come at it from a different angle. And I think that's very important. And it likes yeah. authentic, it's realistic, you know, and it will definitely hit the mark, I think, for many people to sort of realise what it really takes and what it's like, you know. And, and the thing is, Jules, I did it. I'm yeah. no rocket scientist, <laughs> you know. It's like I've did it by making it up as I went along, by making mistakes and doing things well. And, and it's basically that all packaged into a little book. It's also really supportive because I know what people have gone through. I know the trials and tribulations that micro business owners have. You know, I know how hard it is to work from home and get motivated, yeah. and how hard it is to get new clients and to find the right team members and to decide what price you're going to sell yourself at. And you know, I, I know how tough that is because I've done it. Yeah. So it's, it's just my experience down in the in paper. Yeah, and audible. And, and audible, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I need to ask you something. Um, are you originally from over the other side of the country, as in the Liverpool side of the country? Well, I'm originally from Plymouth, believe it or not. Yeah, my father was Merchant Navy, so I was born in Plymouth. Then we moved to Cardiff when I was about three. 
And then when I was about seven, we moved to Liverpool. So you sense that, you, did you hear that little twang? <laughs> I love accents. I'm really fascinated by accents. And I just, I was listening to you and I kept thinking, she's not from York. She's not from York, you know. Yeah, no, I'm not. I need to ask. You've got a real mix, though. If you think of Plymouth, because that's a really strong dialect, and then yeah, Cardiff, yeah. which is also really strong. But I know. I know. That Liverpudlian kind of twang, which I love, by the way, which Thank I'm you. picking up slightly, and it's very soft, but I can just. It's just there. It's when I've had a few drinks, especially <laughs> if I go back to Liverpool. <laughs> Well, if you drink, it comes out a little bit more. <laughs> and when you're passionate about something, because of course that's yeah. the only time it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So I've been here 23 years. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really dumbed down a little bit, my accent. I'm not quite sure what accent I've got now. <laughs> it's one of those lovely, universal ones. Yeah, you've got a lovely mix. That's, that's the main thing. I think I have too. I lived in the West Midlands for about 15 years plus. Yeah. I used to talk like that with a right accent from the Black Country. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a whole podcast just doing accents. <laughs> I can't do accents though. Everything sounds Welsh. Every time I do an accent, it sounds Welsh. It doesn't matter what I do. I love it. Well, listen, I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you a bit better on the podcast. Obviously, talking about your own business, which is so successful, having been sort of going for 11 years. That's that's yeah. really amazing. You know, it's 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 not every business that, that carries on going for such a long time. And that's testament to what you're doing and how you've grown it. Then you've gone and written this amazing book, which then helps other business, micro business owners. Yeah. Um, you know, how you do it, how you did it, where it was challenging, but what was successful. That's amazing, I think, to be able to put that into print for somebody. And, Thank and you. So obviously August, we're excited, we're waiting, because we're now, we're we this in June. It's just the beginning of June. This is yeah. being yeah. Um, 2019, in case this podcast goes on for years. Um, and of course, in August, we will see the publishing of this fabulous book. But then also this group, you know, your page, obviously, but the group, tell us again, what remind us the, the group name? It's called The Thousand Air Club with Catherine Adamson, which is right. me, obviously. I will make sure the links are down below uh, with the podcast, so everybody will be able to see that too. Um, and I have just totally loved our human conversation, Catherine. So me I can't... Too, Jules. Yeah, me I can't... too. <laughs> I can't wait for the book to be published. It's with the publishers at the moment, so it's all a bit out of my hands the most magical day will be the day when you get the box with your printed oh. books in um, and just it's just such a wonderful wonderful milestone when you've you've taken the time and put the passion into writing it I took a year to write my book and when they finally arrived and I held it in my hand it was really one of the most special moments oh. I'll never forget it so I've got three targets Jules the first one is to have my book in my hand with my name on just amazing yeah having written it have written it and got it published amazing that is that is goal number one goal number two is to sell 501 copies because apparently there's over a million books published in the uk every year now and 98 percent of those don't even sell 500 so i'm going to sell 501 that's my next goal and then after that it's international bestseller you know um, hey let's not let's not you know beat around the bush I love it. I love, love, love it. That's why we clearly have met because we have so much synergy. And I <laughs> actually, you'll laugh at this. When I um, spoke to my publisher, I said, I'm going to sell a million copies like this. And he sort of said, okay. 
because for me it was like you know sky's the limit of course i'm gonna have a million copies well i'm just trying to think how many copies have i sold so we launched mine in um, we published mine first of all uh first of october first of october last year um so that's what um six seven is that nine months i reckon it's about yeah nine. nine four months eight four months and I, I'm guessing I've sold nearly 2,000 copies. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, you're in the top 2% then, Jules. <laughs> I'll be there with you soon. I just want to be in the top 2% and then it's onwards and upwards. From that's there. it, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. I, keep, yeah. I, also, I look at um, the positionings on, on Amazon, which are kind of quite superficial, really, because they change so quickly. You know, you buy, if somebody buys one book, you can suddenly go up the charts and then all of a sudden yeah. you pop back down. So yeah. they move so quickly. It's quite funny. But I still go and have a little look. And the other day I looked and in America, on Amazon America, I was yeah. 132 position in sales and marketing, small business. Um, oh, brilliant. Or Kindle. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> world domination. It's such a, it is world domination. <laughs> but it is it's such a great achievement. You know, nev, never underestimate the achievement to, to actually write and publish a book. It's, it's really wonderful. And the, the chance that we, chances we have today to do it are also wonderful you know absolutely yeah absolutely it makes it's a lot easier nowadays much easier you just got to make sure your book's good and then people will buy it totally yeah and actually yeah. you've already started to create an audience for your book with your yeah. album, you know and everything like that that's another thing that's useful when you have got yeah. facebook groups because you've got an audience yeah ready for your book there as well which is exciting yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So i wish you all the luck in the world with your book i'm gonna check Thanks. in with you don't you worry i want to have a 501 copy revisit as <laughs> yeah that would be good yeah yeah so when you've sold your 501 copies of your book we'll do another podcast just to recap for everybody where Brilliant. you are what's happening and where you're speaking so that we can yeah. listen to that too but um you're going to just do some such amazing things i'm sure of it Catherine. you're such a lovely lady and i can Thank feel you. your energy your energy's fabulous so i've really enjoyed our human conversation i hope our listeners have thank you very much so it only remains for me to say to our listeners, thank you so much for joining Catherine and I today. We've had a fabulous chat. Um, and obviously we are on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, but we're also on YouTube where we're going to look beautiful and fabulous on video. So I make sure that I publish across all the platforms. Please come and subscribe, please come and like, and please leave us comments. We'd love to know what you think of our human conversation. So. Until next time, I will see you soon and ta-da for now. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.